Jesus House in pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential, impacting lives. This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London. God bless you. Father, we ask tonight that as we bring this series to a close, we ask, oh Lord, that you take absolute control. We ask sincerely, Father, that your Holy Spirit guides us through your word, but also places in us a hunger and a desire, Father Almighty God, for you to be like Jesus and to be able to yield to your Holy Spirit. We ask, Father Almighty God, for wisdom tonight. And we pray, Father, that wherever anyone is connecting from, whether they are connecting live or they are connecting via the podcast, Eternal Rock of Ages, we ask, O oh Lord, that tonight make it different for them, make it special. We pray that your anointing rests upon your word and you're freeing your spirit to do some remarkable things in our lives and in the lives of those around us. Father Almighty God, we give you thanks, praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' most holy name. Amen. And ladies and gentlemen, because we're a family, and I know that if you're listening by podcast, you're part of our family, I just got a request, and I'm going to, I'm just going to pause for a second and, and honor that request and so there's a young lady who's been diagnosed with severe depression and we're going to say a prayer together as a family and we're going to pray for her and if there's anybody else who is facing what we refer to as a heaviness the spirit of heaviness which is where we get the sense of depression you find that in the book of Isaiah chapter 61 reading from verses one to four you find that one of the things that the victory of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, takes away from us is that he takes away the spirit of heaviness, that spirit that presses you down, that causes you literally to give up on things and to give up on life. And so we pray with all our hearts and we pray from the bottom of our hearts. And I'll actually turn there. And if you would like to turn there, just Isaiah 61, we will be looking at verses one to four. Um, and it's, it's a nice place to start. It's um, it's a nice place to start. And if there's anyone who is facing that kind of challenge, anything that you're facing regarding depression or of any sort of things, we pray for you as well. And Father Almighty God, the Bible clearly says that there will be an exchange. And the Bible says that the spirit of the Lord God will make it happen through the anointing of the Lord. And we pray, Father Almighty God, that for those who are walking under the spirit of heaviness, those who find themselves in a place of depression or challenge. Father Almighty God, we pray in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that there is an exchange. And we ask, O oh Lord, that the garment of praise replaces the spirit of heaviness. May the goodness and kindness of God take over. May the goodness and kindness of God cause grace to come upon that young lady in particular and everybody else in general. And the Bible also says, we say this really clearly, my father, we say that, Father, anyone whose mind is stayed on you, you will keep them in perfect peace. And we ask that, Father Almighty God, that becomes a reality. We join our faith together as a family and we say, Father, let there be a fundamental change and shift in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen and amen. We pray. Amen. And everybody says, Amen. So ladies and gentlemen, as we begin tonight, um, as we begin tonight, it's, it's very humbling to be able to do that for family members. And, it, it's, and God will perform miracles. He will. Without a doubt, he will. He will. And so ladies and gentlemen, as we come to the close of our session, we're looking at new wine, new wineskins, and we're coming to the, um, the final session. And we've looked at from where we started, which is defining what the new wine was and then defining what a wineskin is in a person. And so we have looked at that for the last three weeks and I hope you've enjoyed it the last three or four weeks. And so tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to come to um, the close and I, I'm gonna ask you to kindly turn in your Bibles as we begin. And uh, we have two anchor scriptures for tonight. And we're going to read Ephesians chapter 3, 
reading from verses 14, and we're going to read to 21. The reason we're reading from 14 to 21, I would like you to, to hear the whole prayer. It's one of Paul's prayers, but the uh, focus verse will come alive in a moment. Um, I will read from the King James Version of the Bible um, to start. And then if I do need to go into other versions, I will do so. Ephesians 3.14, the Bible says the following. Kindly follow along. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is Paul speaking. Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Verse 16, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. The Bible then says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. So let me pause there, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm going to read to the end, but I'm going to pause there for a moment. Remember what we started out, that it is God's desire to fill you with the new wine. Now, we realize the new wine is him. And so let's have a look at what the Bible says here. And then we will basically, we'll just quickly review this before we get to our crunch first. The first thing is, the Bible says from verse 14 that, I, that Paul bows his knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, that means we are in, this is a prayer that is presented to God who is in control of absolutely everything. The Bible says of whom the whole family in earth is named, or the, from whom the whole family starts off, effectively the person where we find our source, our creator, our father. The Bible says that he will grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. So, ladies and gentlemen, what we've said is, remember, we've said new wine. God is the new wine. And he said he wants to fill you the same way you would fill a wine bottle with himself. What we've done over the last three weeks is look at what that wine bottle would look like. And the Bible says that the place that God is going to fill you with himself is your inner man. That's your heart your soul, and your mind. And we've looked at that over the last few weeks. The results of the Holy Spirit drawing from the resources of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the riches of our Lord, and filling you, there will be a result. The Bible's the first thing the Bible says is that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. And that will cause you to be rooted and grounded in love. Now, remember, ladies, no, well, not so much remember. Let's keep this in mind. The Bible says the following about love. The Bible says that God is love. First John chapter 4, reading from verse 8. First John 4, verse 8. And so when the Bible says, when the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit comes into your heart, you will realize that it will plant you in God, that Jesus will become real on your inside. And the Bible says it will happen in your heart, which is great. The next thing the Bible says is you will be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height. That means you will have a clear-cut understanding. You will be able to understand what is yours, how much God has put within you, how what God wants to do, or how he wants to do it. And then the Bible says that you will come to know. The word know the love of Christ then the Bible says, which passes knowledge. The word know is an interesting word. 
it where you find the word no it means to have an reproductive interaction with you want something that you know is something that you can use or reproduce and that the bible says that the love of christ will be the one thing that you will know and the love of christ covers many many things let's go on the bible says which passes knowledge but this is the key it says that you might be filled with all the fullness of god now remember what we said that when you love the lord with your heart your soul and your mind as we've said over the last three weeks your heart your soul and your mind will be conditioned shaped caused to function the way god wants them to function and now he's saying i want to fill your heart your soul and your mind with me and this is why this is so important for us as we go into the new because verse 20 is key and this is where we were going so we've looked at verses 14 to 19 for the last three weeks how god will change your heart how god will change your mind how god will change your soul cause your choices to change the way you see things what you believe and how you process the word of god but then the bible begins to speak about this verse 20 is our goal for today and we'll understand that in a moment the bible says now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us unto him be glory by in the church by christ jesus throughout all ages world without end and so ladies and gentlemen so ladies and gentlemen what i want you to keep in mind is this when god fills you with himself he says that he will surpass whatever you've asked or thought and the question i i this is this is, this is one of the things about reading the bible ask yourself why so let's look at the components of that he says he will fill your heart that means he will cause you to believe now remember what he does working with the wineskins is he shapes your heart so let's start there he shapes the way you believe so when your heart is functioning the way god wants it to function where he's brought it back together so you believe god's word the way he wants you to he will cause you to be able to believe for things that others may have no idea of none whatsoever he will cause you to walk into realms where it's like my goodness i can't even believe that this is me and we're going to have a look at some of these examples the second thing he will do notice he will cause you to make choices according to his will so that you will begin to receive benefits that are as he has planned but are way beyond anybody else anything else the world wants to offer you and the last thing is he will enable your mind to work the way he wants you to where he wants it to that means he will cause you to see the future he can see he will uh, he will cause you to be able to see the past the way he sees the past and he will be enable you to walk in things that are present the way he wants to and so ladies and gentlemen i'm just going to pause there for a moment let's hold on to that thought and let's take our declaration and so let's say it together oh lord we are your people called by your name we humble ourselves we pray and seek your face we turn from our wicked ways hear from heaven lord forgive our sins and heal our land in jesus's name we pray we declare 
that our land is healed in the name of Jesus. Amen. And everybody said, Amen. Okay. And so, ladies and gentlemen, what we're going to, what we're looking at is this. Notice the Lord says, when I fill you with myself. Now, why did I come to this first first? Let me put it in a very simple phrase. You cannot fill a bottle that is already full of something else. So when the Bible says that, remember our base scripture was Matthew 22, 37 to 40, verse 37 in particular, he said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. As you love God, he will empty you of yourself, empty you of yesterday, the failures, the mistakes, and the challenges. And he will systematically fill you or give you the opportunity to be filled with him. And so your heart, as you study the Bible, as you spend time in the word, as you spend time in prayer, he fills you with himself. And he says, there will then be a change because I, I, I really want you to get this part, this, this little bit. When your heart, your soul, and your mind are God's, your words, your thoughts, your choices, your actions become his, which will cause you to get results that other people do not get. When I say other people, the kind of results Jesus got when he walked around on the earth. And I want you to please, please keep that in mind. The Bible says God will exceed whatsoever you have asked or thought. Your heart, let me read that in the Amplified Bible. I'm going to read Ephesians 3.20 in the Amplified Bible. It breaks it down a little bit. And then we'll look at why. And this is why the, fantastic. So I'm going to read Ephesians 3.20 in the Amplified Bible. And this is what the Bible says the following. Now to him who by in consequences of the action of his power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly far over and above all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. And then the Bible goes on to say that through this, glory will come to the Lord in the church through Jesus Christ. Think about it, ladies and gentlemen. This is the beautiful thing about the new wine. When the Lord cleanses your heart, your soul, and your mind, and so your heart, soul, and mind function the way God has designed them to function, God is able to pass his will and his intentions through you with little or no resistance, and that results in miracles. And that was God's original intention, because when you think about it, so I'm going to break it down slowly, just so we understand again, think about it. Let's start with your heart. When your heart functions the way God wants it to function, it will believe God without any reservation. So when you read something that God says about you, when God says something to you, whether it be by a sermon or through a book, or when God speaks to you by the Holy Spirit, the result will be belief. Now keep this in mind. Once that happens, the Bible says in, the Bible says in Mark, um, let me go there. Let me go to Mark 9, 23. The Bible says, and Jesus said it this way, Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Now think about this. That means when your heart is doing what God wants it to do, you will believe as God wants you to be, believe. That means the impossible will become possible for you because God coming through you will meet no resistance. The word is processed. It becomes faith. So you speak as God would speak with the same faith in his words that he has, all of a sudden, 
miracles result. We're going to have a look at that in a moment. But I want you to realize all of a sudden, it's like God is not limited. He's not hampered by our fears, our worries, or the past, or the present, or the challenges. And the result is miracles. Think about it. The, what does your soul do? Your soul holds your will, your emotions, and your intellect. That means when God points you to a situation, you will make choices. You will feel what God feels. You will choose what God chooses, irrespective of whether it's the most popular thing. And through you, God is able to do the most miraculous things because effectively we are no longer in his way. The last one is your mind. When God now presents a picture of tomorrow to you, even if it's currently impossible today, when your mind is working the way God wants it to work, you will be able to picture tomorrow the way he wants you to picture tomorrow. That means your actions, your words, and your thoughts concerning that thing may cause you to step away from the norm. And all of a sudden, you will find yourself walking a path that is miraculous like never before. So why is it so important? It boils down to this verse of Ephesians 3, verse 20. It boils down to Ephesians 3, verse 20. And the Bible says it this way. God will outrun what you expect in any situation. He will outrun what you may have asked for on your best day. He will outrun the things that you think can happen in this situation. He will do so because there is no resistance to him passing through you. That means he's able, you are able to represent God in any situation exactly the way he wants to. That's why he wants to fill you with the new wine. But he said, for me to do so, I have to change the way you, I have to change your heart, your soul, and your mind. Um, so that's, um, it's Ephesians chapter three. Sorry, I saw some people joined a little bit late. It's fine. Ephe we're reading from Ephesians three, verses fourteen to twenty. Just to we are at verse twenty and twenty-one. Please keep that in mind. So Ephesians three fourteen to twenty-one, and so we're focusing on verses fourteen, verses um twenty. Verse twenty is where God says, "I will outrun your wildest desires." Why, your heart your soul and your mind will allow God to literally pass through you, causing your words, your thoughts, and your actions to line up with God's will and intention, allowing his power to flow into any situation, and he will outrun your wildest desires. Um, think about it this way. This, <clears throat> this is where the miraculous is born and to drive it home as to why this is so important let's go back to the very beginning and then we'll have a look at how it works um, with jesus christ let's go back to the very beginning and so ladies and gentlemen please turn in your bible so we'll look at god's intention for you and i um and please remember this is god's i, I call it god's project plan um this is what the bible says genesis chapter we're going to have a look at Genesis 1, 26 to 28. Genesis 1, 26 to 28. And I'm going to read, and I'm going to read from the King James Version of the Bible. The Bible says the following. God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth verse 27 so god created man in his in his image 
in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. That's what God does. And then the Bible says, and God blessed them. Now we're coming to verse 28, but let's look at verses 26 and 27. This is why God wants to fill us with the new wine. It is so that in any situation that God wants to get into, remember we said this in the very first session, we said when God wants to solve a problem, he sends himself. His design is that when he wants to send himself anywhere on the earth, he will send you or I. He then says, if I can cause you to believe, choose, and imagine, remember, or perceive what I want you to perceive in that situation, I will show up. And ladies and gentlemen, that is why the impact of God filling you and I with the new wine, but not just filling us with the new wine, making sure that us, the wineskins, are what he wants us to be, is that he will be able to, through us, show up in the world in a very, very unique way. And so let's break down just to give us some examples and then we'll pick on I'm, I'm looking for one good example it will come to me in a moment but let's look at verse 28 of Genesis 1 28 in Genesis 1 27 God shapes who we are on the inside the Bible says God creates us in his image that means we have the same capacity personality character as the Lord the Bible then says, God says, in the image of God created he, him. That means God gives us a future and a picture, uh, an expected end that he has for our lives. We have been created for something. And then he chooses our gender. Then the Bible says, he goes on to how we function. And so let's look at the, the things that the Lord says. And the Bible says, and God blessed them. That means he enabled them to do something. And God bless them up. Genesis 1 28. The Bible says, and God bless them. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a blessing on each person's life so that you are designed. God has placed a blessing is where God takes a part of himself and puts it into you. He confers or places a part of himself so that you are able to do something that only he could do in a particular situation. Then the Bible says, and God said unto them, that is how God transfers himself from you to I, we realize through the word of God. But then the Bible says the following. And the Bible says, be fruitful. When the Bible says be fruitful, it means allow what God has placed within you to become visible or to come out. And remember, think about it. And so as the Lord fills you with himself, out of us, the us that God wants in any situation will show up. I'll give you an example. One of the things that has, uh, let, let me give you an example. Going through life as a Christian, for, for me as a person, I found myself in different situations and one, and, and I found that through me many times, many times I will find myself in a situation where I will have to believe God for a miracle. I will hold on for a miracle, whether that be for my friends, whether that be for family, whether that was for my wife or my children. But many times I don't start out wanting to believe for a miracle. It's just that when I find myself in that situation, something comes alive on my inside, a word, a song, a hope, or a prayer. Um, and it's just like, I'll know that this is what God wants to do in this situation. So it's like, let's believe God for a miracle. Let's believe God for a miracle. I, I remember a particular day, um, I, the one particular, I think I've used this example before, one particular day that um, Pastor Masterline found me in the corridor and she was leading a lady with her. 
And the lady, that particular the young lady, she said, oh, I can't find Pastor Mark. Can you pray for this lady? I said, no problem. And the lady said, oh, I have just come from the hospital and I have a malignant tumor in my head or I have a tumor and I'm going for a check tomorrow. They'll tell me whether it's malignant or benign. And she said, can you pray? At that point in time, ladies and gentlemen, I wasn't particularly fasting. I was not, I was, I was literally coming out of the kitchen between services. And at that point in time, the moment the lady said that, the ability to believe God for a miracle took over. And I remember I laid hands on her and I prayed a very, very simple prayer. I can't remember the words. And I said, Lord, something along the lines of, Lord, we ask you for your will. And we pray and we prayed the prayer of faith, as the Bible says, and I prayed for her to be healed. At that point in time, took my hands off and left it. No major prophetic announcement, pronouncement. Just basically, you know, God will be kind to you. Let me know how it goes. I didn't see her for three or four weeks. And I wasn't necessarily looking for it because I didn't really remember. And then all of a sudden, one a lady bounds up to me in church. Four or five weeks. Oh, Pastor, hello, Pastor Bach, hello, Pastor Bach. And so I forgot to tell you. I went to the hospital. And by the way, the tumor is benign. Now, ladies and gentlemen, in that situation, if you had asked me 10 seconds before, are you walking around expecting to do a miracle? The answer was no. I think I was getting a cup of tea. But this is what the, you being filled with the new wine looks like. That when God needs you to believe, he can touch your inside and your heart this is where it means when god says be fruitful that which is in you i will allow to come out and at that point in time i found the ability to believe god for a miracle as it will be with you and so what that means is when the you are filled with the new wine in any situation that you find yourself God will be able to transfer himself through you, through your words, thoughts, or actions without reservation. And all of a sudden, miracles will happen. And that's what it was like with Jesus. Because remember, remember what the Bible would say about Jesus. And this is what I, I, I want to show you, that there was the Lord will just be able to flow through him. Let me use a popular verse to demonstrate what it will look like. Um, there are two that come to mind. Let me start in Acts 10, verse 38. This is what it looks like. Now, please remember, I'll, I'll come to that. Acts 10, verse 38. The Bible says the following, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Now, ladies and gentlemen, when you are filled with the new wine, think about it. God has to pass through you to the person in front of you. When your heart, your soul, and your mind are in such a condition that the whatever God says flows through you without restraint, whoever's on the other side of you is going to run into God. And that's where miracles happen. Remember, it is God that performs the miracles, not men. It is God that is the miracle worker. All he does is he works through you and I. So the ability to believe, he says, be fruitful. Now, the next statement in Genesis 1.28, the Lord says, multiply and multiply now multiply means to cause something else to be fruitful so when we say you want to cause something else to be fruitful the lord is going to work through you to cause somebody else something else to be fruitful and so what does it mean so let me let me put it in context 
<laughs> one, one of the, the things about causing somebody else to be fruitful is God's going to use your words. He's going to use your actions. And so I'll use an example that, that this, this happened to me so you realize, and then you won't even realize you're doing it. It was my 40th birthday. I'll use this example because it, it's come to me. And the people in uh, uh, the people in the youth ministry all gathered together and they they you know they they bought me a cake and we took some very interesting photographs. My family was there and um and then they started saying things. One of the things that they said has stayed with me forever because it wasn't that, oh, Pastor Bad, you know, you're wonderful, Pastor Bad, you're this, you're that. One of the young men said this, and he's gone on to become really, really successful, great, great person. And he said, one of the things about you is you stayed. And I thought, what do you mean I stayed? And he said, because you could have gone anywhere. You didn't have to come with us every weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, I had no idea it mattered. And so please hear me well. What does it mean to be filled with new wine? What you do normally will take on a supernatural result. Something you do normally. What made me, it was a burden that I had for them. So I showed up every weekend and so, and it was great. Some, there were difficult days, there were, there were easy days, but I just showed up and I didn't realize that it mattered. Now, what is, what am I saying? Ladies and gentlemen, your words, your thoughts and your actions when you are filled with God will cause other people to be fruitful. That's where miracles lie. It will cause you to make other people or other things, teams, to be fruitful. And why am I saying it like this? Because I want you to realize it's going to happen in what we call ordinary situations. God is going to flow through you in ordinary situations whereby all of a sudden things that refuse to be fruitful will become fruitful because you're present, because God through you can flow into those situations. Now, so the, the, the third thing that the Bible says in Genesis 1:28, it says, replenish the earth now replenish means to replace what is missing and it's this is one of the beautiful things to replace what is missing and there's one of the things about it is ah, i want to give you an example that Replace what is missing. And, and I have two examples in my head that I, I wanted to, to give you an example of. And, it, and I'll use this one. This, this is one that, 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 that I love, or that, that, touched, that has hit my heart. Many years ago, um, where, for those of you that can remember, where, where the worship center was, where the chapel is, I came into church one morning and I was walking down the corridor and I was going, I must have been going into one of the rooms that, that weren't the way they were laid out as at now. And the Holy Spirit said, just go into the worship center. It was completely empty. Well, I thought it was completely empty. And I went into the worship center. And at the front of the worship center, there was a lady praying at the altar. I didn't know what she was praying about. And the Holy Spirit said, walk up to her, put your hand on her right shoulder and just say, amen. I said, okay. I walked in, um, walked up to her and just basically put my hand on her right shoulder. She didn't jump. And I said, amen. And I basically walked out. I didn't know who she was. She told, I think it was Pastor Agor, a few months later, that at that point in time, she was facing a horrible brain disease and she had come to plead with the Lord. The amen was, it sent a message 
to her in that particular time that God said, I've heard you. That person is, is married now, amazing family, amazing children. Um, and all it was, was replace what is missing. And when the Bible says replace what is missing, many times an act of obedience will be required. God will just ask you to do something, sow something, be somewhere for somebody, be friend. Or, and many times you won't actually realize how big an impact what you are about to do does. And I remember that day and it was like, okay, lay your hand on this person's shoulder. And I'll never forget the moment. And it was like, well, I feel a bit weird. But that's how God replaces what is missing. Um, there are lots of... <sighs> the last thing the Bible says is in Genesis 1.28. And I'm, I'm deliberately just using one example at a time. I, I am, I, I might use examples about myself for a very simple reason because I was there. Um, Genesis 1 28, the last thing that God says is, and subdue it and subdue the earth. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let me explain subdue. Think of, I'll explain subdue so that what I say next will, will hit home. If you imagine a piece of land that is raised from a river, that piece of land is likely to end up a desert because the water is far away from the land. So it's going to be very difficult to become arable. Subdue means an engineer who understands water mechanics will use his skill and ability to cause the water to do something out of the ordinary. So through what is called, you know, he'll basically build some kind of pipe or system or irrigation system that moves the water from the river up a hill onto that piece of land. And that piece of land will become arable because of his actions. And so ladies and gentlemen, let me put this in context. When the Bible says that we should subdue the earth that means in a situation where fruitfulness is not likely to be expected or where it's literally being denied so you based upon your knowledge of god and how he does things and his willingness to do things will in that particular situation cause water so to speak to show up where it was not expected this is where character sometimes shows up. This is where difficult decisions, forgiveness, acts where you do things because of God, not because of you. Um, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> it's an interesting story. Um, Contrary to popular opinion, I don't like everybody. And I'll use this example just, hopefully it will make you smile. Hopefully it's graphic enough, but then I'll use another one. A particular person had a, a, said some very, very negative things about me and made my life rather difficult uh, for a variety of reasons. It, it wasn't anything major, but they, they just made my life difficult for a season in church. And then one particular Sunday, Pastor Agu said, okay, that we're going to lay hands on everybody in church. So he said, I will stand in the middle, um, Pastor Doc will stand on the right, Pastor Badge will stand on the left, and we're going to lay hands on everybody. And I started laughing. Um, and it was an amazing Sunday. I mean, we were laying hands, things were happening all of a sudden. 1,500 people. The odds are, if my, my maths is right, it's about 3,000 to 1. 1,500 people or 4,500 to one. They could have gone anywhere. The whole day went, it was amazing. Last person to come to me was this particular person who had said some very unsavory things about me. And I started laughing. I, when they came, 
I say, God, you have a sense of humor. At that point in time, it would have been like, <laughs> how am I going to do this? But at that point in time, I realized this is where the Bible says subdue. And this is key. When the Bible says love someone, he doesn't say do it from you. He said, let me do it through you. As the person came, my heart filled with a kind of compassion that I could not describe. I think that particular moment made the whole day for me. And I pray for that person. And I, I let loose. Um, and the prayers that came out were like, it was like I was praying for my, my, my little sister. And all of a sudden, you realize this is what it means to subdue. That means where good is not expected, where kindness is not expected, where mercy is not expected, where the love of God is not expected. God, because he has filled you with himself and there is no resistance to him doing things through you, the miraculous will show up. And I, and it, it's very interesting what, what God was doing on the other side of it, I, I don't know. But for me, it left a mark in my heart. Now, there, were other, there are other examples whereby I have realized that. <laughs> and so those are the four, I, I'm using those four things. And the Bible says something very clearly, that when God in all those situations can work through you without any resistance, the Bible says dominion will show up. That means his personality and character and his ability to function in you will become one. And in that position, they won't see you, they will see God. The results are what he describes in Ephesians 3.20, where he says, I will now be able to do beyond your wildest dreams, hopes, and aspirations for a very simple reason as we, we begin to bring this to a close. When you are filled with the Lord and your heart, your soul, and your mind are functioning the way God wants them to function, you will picture and eventually create through him a future that he has in mind, not that you have in mind. And <clears throat> one of the things about that is he'll take you to places that you actually have not imagined. And I'll use this to close. Turning your Bibles to Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15, and I'm going to read from verses 29 to 31. I'm putting it in the chat for you, ladies and gentlemen, so you, you'll be able to. Matthew 15, 29 to 31. I'm going to read it in the Bible in basic English. Matthew 15, verse 29, the Bible says the following. And Jesus went from there and came to the Sea of Galilee, and he went up into the mountain and he took his seat there. And there came to him great numbers of people, having with them those who were broken in body or blind or without voice or wounded or ill in any way, and a number of others, and they put them down at his feet, and he made them well, so that the people were full of wonder, when they saw that those who had no voice were talking, the feeble were made strong, those whose bodies were broken had the power of walking and the blind were able to see. Notice the Bible says, and they gave glory to the God of Israel. Ladies and gentlemen, the outcome of you being filled with the new wine 
is that in any situation you find yourself, the glory of God will go to him. In any situation that you find, that means whatever situation you find yourself, when the Lord has filled you with himself, it will glorify God at the end of it. Mirac the miraculous will happen. And I'm saying that, and, and I, let me prophesy that over someone's life, that hear me well, that I pray that as God fills you with himself, the miraculous will happen for you. And I say that without any reservation, the miraculous will happen for you, but it will also cause you not only to be blessed, but to become a blessing to those around you. And I want you to keep that in mind. And so let's look at two other scriptures that bring that to a close, because that's where our, our Bible study closes. So please turn in your Bible to Please turn in your Bible. I, I've just got a message and I will do that before we close specifically. Um, ladies and gentlemen, please turn in your Bible to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And I want you to read from verse 20. Um, I will read it in the King James Version of the Bible. And the Bible says, for all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him are men. And then the Bible says something else unto the glory of God by us. So the Bible says when God works through you without restraint, he gets the glory. When you walk in the promises of God and they come to pass in your life, God gets the glory. Please turn in your Bibles to John chapter 14. I'm going to read from verses 12 and I'm going to stop at verse and I'm going to stop at verse 14 John 14 verse 12 to 14 and I'm going to read from the King James version of the Bible again and the Bible says the following Sorry ladies and gentlemen I haven't put that in the chat I'll put it in the chat now Just let me get to everyone John 14, and I'm reading from 12 to 14. The Bible says, Verily, verily, I say unto you that he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my father, unto my father. Different sermon, lovely sermon, but for another day. And the Bible says the following, And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do that the father may be glorified in the son. The Bible then says, if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Meaning, ladies and gentlemen, when you come before God, when you lift up a prayer before God, when you lift up a prayer before the Lord, the Bible says, Jesus said, I will make sure it happens so that God is glorified in the Son. Okay, so that's three areas we've seen. When God performs miracles, when you hold on to the promises, when you lift up a prayer and God answers them, God gets the glory. Let's go, please, to our original scripture, Ephesians chapter 3, and we're going to look at verses 20 and 21, and then Ephesians 3, we'll start at 20, verses 20 and 21. The Bible says the following, now please keep this in mind, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. The Bible says, verse 21, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Meaning, ladies and gentlemen, the outcome of you and I being filled with new wine and becoming new and functional wineskins is that in any situation we find ourselves, the glory will go 
to the Lord, meaning people will see God for who he really is and come to believe and accept him for what he says that he is. And all of a sudden, that means miracles. And so, ladies and gentlemen, you will become God's vehicle into any situation. And in that situation, he will be glorified. And so, ladies and gentlemen, as we close this session, as we close this season, as we particularly close this particular area, I want you to realize something. When God says, I will outrun your highest prayers, your deepest desires, reading from the Amplified Classic, you do realize that means he's going to do something new. Because if you have an expectation that, Lord, I just want you to get my child through GCSEs, I just want my husband to heal, I just want to get through the week i just want to get a job but god says that's where i will begin not where i will end that means whatever happens from that point forward will be new and ladies and gentlemen that is god's desire for you and i he wants to work through us and do things that we can't imagine but as we are walking with him, he will show up. So not only will he get you the job, but the job will open a world of opportunities for you. Not only will the desire of your heart come, not only will you find the opportunity to do what God wants, not only will the nightmare turn round into a situation that glorifies God, but God will do things that you have not imagined. And on the other side of what you expect, God will do the new. Now, let me put that in context. So let's, what I want to do, ladies and gentlemen, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. 2 Corinthians 1, verse 20. Somebody asked. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I want you, we're going to say a prayer. And we're going to specifically pray for anybody who is looking for a right job in the right company, in the right place. We're just going to join our faith together and we're going to pause. And I want us to use this as a point of contact. That Father Almighty God, from this moment forward, as you fill me with yourself, as I yield my heart, my soul, and my mind to you, may a series of miraculous events cause that which God has planned to show up. May opportunities that are unusual, relationships that are unusual, breakthroughs that are unusual, grace that is unusual, show up on your behalf because God will cause you to go where he wants you to go so that what he has planned may come to pass. May God bless the next series of applications that you make. May God cause that one job that's been waiting for you to show up. May opportunities come your way so that God may be glorified. And ladies and gentlemen, as we close, I want to pray for anybody Anyone believing God, believing God for healing. And I join my faith with yours and I pray the prayer of faith. That in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, whatever the situation you are confronted with, may the healing power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, may the power of the exchange that he made on the cross of Calvary, come into your life and into the life of your loved ones. May healing become your story. May God receive the glory from what you are going through and what your loved ones are going through. May God be kind to you in all ways and in all things. Ladies and gentlemen, God will be kind to you. Um, Next week we will, as we, next week is our last one before we go into 
I think it's our last one before we go into the fast or one of the, or I think it's one of two. And ladies and gentlemen, what we will do, we will speak, we will lead into things that lead up to that fast. I hope you're looking forward to it. Um, God will be kind to you and may God be kind to you tonight. Have a wonderful week. We will see you on all our platforms on Sunday. Enjoy the festival of life. If you can log on for that, may God bless you and may God keep you. Have a wonderful night, ladies and gentlemen.